and welcome to The Literacy Teacher's Life, a podcast for teachers and parents that gives ideas about how to help our children learn to love reading, writing, and all things literacy. I'm your host, Elizabeth Morphus, a literacy professor and a mom to two elementary-aged girls. Here we'll talk about thoughtful, creative, and realistic ways to navigate literacy learning so that your children will feel supported and seen in their reading and writing. Now, let's get this conversation started. Hello, and welcome to the Literacy Teachers Life podcast. This is the podcast for helping readers and writers thrive. This is episode 27, and it's airing at the end of October. And it is so crazy to me how quickly the year is flying by and that we are very quickly approaching the beginning of the holiday season. So my semester is actually at the halfway point as this episode airs, which is crazy for me to believe because it means that my students and I don't have that many more weeks left of the semester. And the spring semester will be quickly approaching, which is, as I said, it's crazy to me. Anyways, in the last episode, I was able to sit down with Dr. Molly Ness, and we spoke about the importance of implementing quality read-alouds with students. So today I'm going to continue that a little bit, but I'm going to discuss some of the points we spoke about in the last episode, but today I'm going to focus on comprehension. There's been so much talk recently on decoding that today I thought I'd focus a little bit on reading comprehension and what that is. Okay, so let's get started. What does it mean to comprehend? Lately, the conversation about reading has been on decoding, or it is on decoding, and whether or not children are learning to read the words that are on the page. Knowing how to decode or sound out the words to do the actual reading of a text is important and it's essential, but it's also necessary for kids to understand what they are reading. And just because a student can read or decode the words, it doesn't mean that they actually understand what they are reading. So to be clear, reading does not equal understanding. And this was really laid out for me when I was teaching years ago at another college in New York City. And I had a student from Pakistan. And when we were discussing comprehension, she was very passionate about it. And she explained that when she was growing up, she as a female was not taught to understand what she was reading. And she said that at the school she attended, girls in particular were only taught to decode, but they didn't want them to understand what they were reading. So she was really adamant that when she was teaching, she wanted her students to be able to understand what they're reading. So just something to keep in mind when working with kids. So when kids say they don't get a text, often they think that the meaning exists within the text, but that's actually not the case. Comprehension is not something that you can just get from the text itself. It does not exist within the text. Instead, it's an interaction between the reader and the text. All right, so what does this mean? If comprehension is not something that you just get from the text you're reading, what is it? So much of the research states that the goal of reading is to create meaning. So we bring our prior knowledge with us and we make connections 
So we're connecting our current knowledge to the new knowledge that we're reading about. So we bring our knowledge of words, our knowledge of situations, as well as our own experiences that we've had. And those come with us as we're reading the text. And that bringing that knowledge into what you're currently reading, that's where the, oh, I got it comes in. So our background, our interests, and our experiences will support us as we're working through and thinking about the text that we're reading. All right. So going back to what I talked about last week with Molly Ness, this is why it's so important to read aloud to kids, regardless of their age or their grade level. Reading aloud to kids exposes them to those new vocabulary words that they might not be seeing in the books that they're reading at their current level. It also helps them learn about how texts work. How do informational texts work versus how do fiction texts work? What does a fluent reader sound like when reading? And it also exposes them to new ideas and new situations and also new characters. Okay, so my next question, why is comprehension so important? Well, one goal of comprehension in school is to ensure that the students can understand the material that is on a test or even a standardized test. Comprehension is actually so much more than that. We want our children to be able to understand a variety of texts. They will encounter so many different texts in their life. We want them to be able to understand them as they approach them. So we want them to understand the books and articles that they're going to read in and out of school. We also want them to be able to understand the different materials that they'll be presented with. And this can include books that they read for pleasure, recipes, instruction manuals, even though obviously there's YouTube that they can watch the videos. We also want them to be able to understand different types of news articles, medical resources that are distributed at a doctor's office, as well as so many other documents. So understanding a text is hard work. There's so much to consider when we are reading and trying to make meaning of a text. We have to understand the structure of a text, the words that are in the text, and we have to figure out what prior knowledge we need in order to understand what we're reading. And this is why teaching comprehension to students is so important, so that we teach them how to do this hard work that's often invisible when we're reading. Okay, so I, I was talking about read-alouds last week, and modeling comprehension in read-alouds is a great way to show kids how to do some of this work. So in the last episode, Molly Ness discussed the importance of read-alouds. Reading to kids, regardless of their age or their grade level, is absolutely necessary. Because when we read aloud to children, we can show them how to do this invisible work of reading. That's pretty hard. This is often the hard thinking work of connecting our knowledge to what's being read in this new text. I'm going to give you an example, something that's happened in my life recently with comprehension. So my eight-year-old daughter, a few weeks ago, was given reading homework where she had to identify character traits in her independent reading books. So as she started the assignment, I walked over to see how she was doing, and I noticed that she was mixing up or confusing the character's feelings and the character's traits. 
And this is very normal for kids to do when they're looking for character traits at the beginning. So in order to help her so that I could clarify her confusion here, I wanted to help her understand how to identify character traits. I decided to have her put her independent book down because she wasn't familiar with the whole book yet. And I asked her to come and look at a familiar picture book. It's one that we've read together many times. And she was already familiar with the story and the characters. So I thought this would be a great way to go right into explaining character traits and then having her identify some in the book that I was using with her. And then she would be able to identify them in her independent reading book. So I used the book Busy Betty by Reese Witherspoon to model character traits with her. Now, I know I've talked about the book Busy Betty on the podcast before, but I'll give you a little bit of background knowledge about the book. And I'm going to show you what I did on the first page. Okay. So in order to help her begin to understand Betty's traits rather than her feelings, I used the strategy of a think aloud. And in the interview last week, Molly Ness spoke about how important it is to think aloud with kids while reading. So I'm going to read the first page. The first page says, hi, hello, howdy, howdy, doing things and making things and playing all day long. Sweet cinnamon biscuits. I love being busy. So here's what I said. I said, after reading this page, I said, wow, Betty really likes to do things. And in this book, we learn about her right away from this first page telling us that she likes to do things. She's also telling us that she likes to make things. And finally, she's telling us that she likes to play all day. I'm going to the end of this first page, and she says, I love being busy. So on this first page, we're getting information about who Betty is as a person. And as I read this page, I thought that this reminded me of your sister. Because your sister loves to do things, your sister loves to make things, and your sister can pretty much play all day long. So I'm going to stop here for a second. This is where I'm making a connection for my daughter. I'm connecting what we're reading and learning about Betty to my other daughter. So I'm making this connection for her. This is that invisible work I was talking about that readers do, but we don't see because it's all happening in our heads. So I'm actually naming this for her. This is what I'm thinking about as I read this part of the book. Look, Betty's similar to your sister. So I'm making that connection for her. All right. So now I'm going to keep going as I'm speaking to my daughter. So as I'm reading this book, I'm thinking that a word to describe Betty is active. Seems to be an active girl or an active person. And this is one of her character traits that she introduces us to right away. So we can say that Betty is an active person. Now, we have to see if this is a trait that we see throughout the book. So in this example, I'm doing all of the thinking work and all of the talking. I'm not asking my daughter what she thinks. I'm showing her how I'm thinking about Betty. I'm reading the words in the text and thinking about a person my other daughter, my younger daughter, that I already know to make the connection and to name a character trait. So this is hard work because the character trait is not explicitly in the book for me to just get. 
So when kids say, I don't get it, no, they don't. It's not right in the book. We have to think about it in order to get it. So I have to do the hard work of reading carefully and thinking about what I'm reading to get the character trait. And this is why comprehension is so challenging. It takes time and different kids respond differently to what you present to them. Okay, so what can you do to support kids with comprehension? So for teachers, this is a strategy where strategy instruction, I think, is so important. In my opinion, this is where you really need to teach kids strategies to think about the books as they're reading. So kids need to see a number of strategies for the different skills that you're teaching so that they can learn to make sense of the text you're reading and they can learn to apply those strategies when they're reading independently. So you're going to have to do this with, if you're working with fiction, with the characters, with the setting, with the plot, with the problem and solution, they need different strategies to get at these. And I'll present some of these strategies in another episode. Some strategies work better for some kids and other strategies work better for other kids. Not every student will have the same success with the strategies you're teaching. So you really have to think about presenting kids with multiple strategies to try out in their reading. And this is where you need to explicitly show them how to do this and how you're doing this. Okay, so what can you do to support your child with comprehension at home? I actually think that comprehension is a great skill for parents to work with their children on at home when reading. I found it more challenging when parents try to work with their kids on decoding, but comprehension is so great to work on with your child at home. My biggest suggestion is to read to your child. Get into a reading routine and read with your child every day if possible. If you can't read every day, try for most days, even if it's just for a little bit. And while you're reading, this is a great opportunity as a parent or a caregiver to share what you are thinking about throughout the book. And it really helps bond with your child, first of all, but it also helps your child see how you're making sense of what you're reading. And while you're reading, stop and share what you're thinking about throughout the book, first of all. Share your own thoughts, your own ideas, what you're thinking about with the character. But then you can stop and ask your child what he or she is thinking about the book. And you can see where your child is confused or what part of the book your child really likes and wants to talk more about. And as you're reading, particularly when you come to the end of the book, really try to ask more open-ended questions. So we tend to ask kids questions where there's an obvious answer. Who is the main character in the book? So instead of asking a question like that, just to test if the child understood who the characters were, think about asking a more open-ended question. You can ask something like, who was the character you enjoyed reading about most and why? Or another question is, what surprised you most about the character in the text? Why did that surprise you? And these type of questions are getting a deeper thinking of the text and it opens up a discussion for you and your child to do more talking about what was read. Okay, I hope that was helpful. I'm going to end on a positive note. So before we end, I just want to share something that I observed when I was working with a newer teacher who was really working with a child on decoding 
but did such a nice job also supporting this child with comprehension. So one of my students was working with a first grader who this student is an emerging reader, so just learning to read. And my student was really thinking about how to get the child more excited about reading, not just have the child read, but really enjoy reading. So she created these flashcards. And on the flashcards, she had characters, setting, problem, solution, different story elements that she could work on with the child. So child would draw a card and she would ask questions, but she really moved the child to make connections to the book. So let me give you an example. She would ask questions like, if the child drew the card character, she would ask something like, is there someone who reminds you of this character in the book that we just read? She would name the actual character. And then she would follow up with, well, who is that? And then why does that person remind you of the main character? She did such an amazing job helping the child see that, make meaning of the books that they were reading together, and also learn to make meaning of the book that the child was reading independently, even if they were just smaller connections. And that really helped the child engage more with reading and be more excited about reading. Okay, I hope this episode was helpful for you as you think more about supporting your students or your child with comprehension. And I hope I shared something about reading comprehension that you found helpful. I'll be back in two weeks. Until then, you can find me on Instagram at the Literacy Teachers Life or check out my blog on theliteracyteacherslife.com. Until next time, happy reading. And that's it for this episode of The Literacy Teachers Life. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at the Literacy Teachers Life. My email address is Elizabeth at the Literacy Teachers Thank you so much for listening. Please tell a friend about this podcast. And of course, you can leave me a review on any podcast platform where you listen. I so appreciate it. I'll see you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.